Okay, Jesse, last week's episode was a historical murder bop. What's the story this time? An extramarital affair results in a tragic double suicide. And years later, even more scandalous secrets and dark deeds are revealed. I'm Andy Cassette. And I'm Jesse Prey. And this is Love Murder. Hey, Jesse. Welcome back, everyone, to Love Murder, a podcast about hypocrisy, betrayal, and of course, love gone fatally wrong. You can find Love Murder on Twitter and Instagram at Love Murder Pod and on Facebook by searching Love Murder Podcast. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please love slash murder a five star rating on your podcast app, subscribe and review to help new people discover the show. So very exciting. Andy is on the East Coast right now. I am. I am in Charleston. Yes. She's visiting with her father and her family there. And in one week and one day, she will be here with me. You're not counting down, are you? Uh, it's on the calendar. I like every day I put an X through the day as one less day I have to wait for you. Yeah, we have one more episode. Next week's we're going to shoot apart, but then the week after, we get to be in studio together for the first time ever. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. How does it feel? I have to be on the road with the baby. It's good. She's doing good. She, you know, I think yesterday was a long drive, so she was a little in a tizzy last night, but she's doing good. And we are very excited to get up in the Northeast. The weather looks great. It's a little, it's a little questionable down here in the Southeast right now. Is it like muggy, muggy hot? Uh, Yeah. And there's like a hurricane coming through. Ooh, be careful. Mm -hmm. Claudette. Be careful to all of you guys that are down in that area. Yeah. Don't drive your car off the road. No. And definitely... Do not commit double suicide, which is what we are talking about today. Double suicide. I know. This is our first double suicide. It is a very, very sad circumstance. So I think we should get right to our desperately sad story today. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like What starting, a way to start a Monday. <laughs> start our Monday right with coffee and death. Let's do this. It was a gloriously warm May day in the seaside village of Castle Rock, Ireland, a small tourist spot five miles west of Coleraine. Robin Hastings, the coroner for North Antrim, was enjoying a glass of pink gin in the men's bar of the Castle Rock Golf Club when he was interrupted by death. Tragically, two bodies had been found in a garage in an apartment building. What was curious was that it appeared as though it was a double suicide. Now, suicides are fairly common for a coroner or even the occasional terrible murder-suicide, but a double suicide was highly unusual. A man named Trevor Buchanan was discovered slumped over the driver's seat, his right knee stuck in the door as though he had thought about stepping out. In the back of the car, a woman named Leslie Howell was found wearing earphones connected to a Walkman, and Christian music was still drifting delicately into her ears when they discovered the couple. Oof. But a couple they were not. Family photos surrounded Leslie. 
there was a distinctly different man standing by her in the photos. And that man was also linked to the man that died with Leslie. You see, Leslie's husband, Dr. Colin Howell, a cosmetic dentist, had been having a scandalous affair with Trevor's wife, Hazel, for months. The affair had been revealed at the Baptist church both couples attended, and now rumors abounded in coal rain and beyond. The anger, shame, and sadness had been too much for the cuckolded spouses to endure, and they had ended their lives via carbon monoxide poisoning. What? Yes, as evident by the slim tube that went from the exhaust pipe into the vehicle. A community stunned, collectively six children left without a parent, and a couple of adulterers at the heart of the devastating double suicide. And despite the straightforwardness of the scene and the obvious nature of the suicides, more secrets would come to light and more dark deeds would be committed over the next two decades. Whoa. Yes. So eventually the truth would be revealed and it would be a sordid tale of lust, sexual assault, porn addiction, and the ultimate betrayal, murder. So we're kind of in the middle of the story here when Leslie and Trevor's bodies are found. So let's go back to the beginning and talk about both of these couples. So Colin and Leslie Howell met while Colin was a young dental student at Queen's University in Belfast, and bright Leslie was a nursing student. They had a ton in common. They were both ambitious, hardworking, intelligent, and very likable. They also shared one very important value. They were both devout Baptists. Colin knew Leslie was the one right away, and though it took Leslie slightly longer to realize that Colin was her future husband, she was soon charmed by the charismatic dentist. The two were wildly attracted to each other, and though their faith dictated no sex before marriage, Colin and Leslie didn't listen to that rule, losing their virginities (laughs) to each other more than a year before their July 16th, 1983 wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't blame them for that one. No, you can't. But that decision probably wasn't the best idea in a godly way, because even though you guys know we're all for premarital sex here at Love Murder, (laughs) um, it was only a bad idea for them because clearly they had no experience or understanding of contraception because Leslie was forced to have three abortions in the calendar year before their wedding. Whoa. Guys, like. Get it together. Get some condoms. Whoa. So abortions are okay in the Baptist church? It's better than being... Okay. I was going to say, but that must be better (laughs) than being pregnant before marriage, which is crazy. I guess so. I think think that what we'll find out about Colin, especially, is that he's all about how something looks and he is very willing to be a hypocrite in his private life. Oh, God. He's definitely one of those. And... Leslie didn't want to have the abortions. She wanted to just like get married really fast and have the kids. But Colin basically told her that if she didn't have the abortion, he would break up with her, Hmm. which is super sad. So yeah, Colin was aware of his own hypocrisies when it came to faith versus his own selfish needs. He would end up having a lifelong preoccupation with sex and pornography that he would later describe as a full-blown addiction. Obviously. 
porn addiction is also not something that the church really smiles upon. No, I wouldn't think so. No. Despite the abortions that eroded some of Leslie's faith in Colin and herself, the couple did get married and they settled well into their early years. Colin established himself as a dentist and Leslie was a well-respected and popular nurse. She was described as bright, lovely, and caring. She didn't have a single friend who wouldn't bend over backwards for her because she would undoubtedly do the same for them. They made the majority of their friends at Colerain Baptist Church, and Leslie especially enjoyed a woman's Bible study group, of which she was one of the most popular members. The couple welcomed baby Matthew in 1984, and their joy was obvious. Though Leslie and Colin would go on to have three more children, the years were not kind to their union, and their marriage was plagued by issues. First of all, Colin was terrible at managing money. And he was constantly overdrafting the family's accounts and not telling Leslie. Stop. Yeah. It was like he was doing some sketchy stuff with money. And it got so bad that he secretly sold his own dental practice without telling his wife. Wow. Yeah. The other even bigger issue, however. <laughs> that porn, you know. Was Colin's sexual appetite. Yeah. <laughs> You're correct. I don't know what he was doing to to lose all of his money because he didn't have any gambling issues. So it was like pornography and other women, you know. Are there limited edition porns? Well, also back in these days, I felt like it was just magazines and like a VHS tape. So I don't know how you could spend that much money. Today, I could see how somebody could like lose the family farm on OnlyFans, you know. He had to have had a collection. Oh, God, that's so gross. Like trunk worth of magazines and VHSs. Yeah, or trunks, plural. But that, I feel like, depending on how expensive that is, that could add up for sure. I also think he made bad or interesting financial choices. Like he makes bad investments too. So it could have just been that as well. Because, yeah, I don't know how you lose the family fortune on your trunk of porn over there. I know. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound too sweet. (laughs) No, it doesn't. But yeah, so he had copious amounts of porn consumption, like we're saying, and even infidelity. Immediately following the birth of their third child, Daniel, in May of 1989, Leslie discovered that Colin had been having an affair. Boo. Boo. Yes. Though she eventually confronted the woman and the affair partner convinced her that it was over and she had moved on, Leslie's trust in Colin was completely broken and she also suffered terrible self-esteem. I mean, that's a really, really, really shitty time for a dude to have an affair when his wife has just given birth to their third child. Yeah. Like, first of all, you don't feel sexy in pregnancy or postpartum. You medically cannot have sex for quite a while. And the guy is just going to dip out and make you feel terrible on yourself. Yeah. He sounds like a real, real nice guy. <laughs> He's a real piece of work, this one. He's a I'll tell real, you. real piece of work. Yeah. It's a, it's a douche lord move <laughs> for sure. Douche lord alert is happening right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it gets even worse because for some reason she does start having sex with him again And they get pregnant when the third baby is only six months old. So she's pregnant with their fourth. That's in like two and a half months for us. 
Could you imagine? No. Could you even imagine? No. 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 Also, six months is like when you're finally getting into a groove. Like, you know, at that point, your baby should be on a schedule. You should be sleeping a little better. You probably at this point have like lost the majority of the weight. You're feeling finally like a human and boom, you're pregnant again. Yeah. Anyone who has gone through that is a trooper because I could not. Seriously. I've heard like horror stories. (laughs) Any story that ends with a beautiful child that you love is a good story. But I have heard about people like going for their six-week checkup and they're like already pregnant again. How? I don't know. It happened to the guy who rents my dad's face. you're not supposed to have sex before six weeks. I know people that were like getting back in the saddle at four weeks, even though you're not supposed to. How? And I guess that you're really fertile after pregnancy sometimes or something. Oh my God. This is terrifying me. I'm going out and buying some (laughs) condoms. Taking my own advice, and I am going to buy some prophylactics. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's about to have four kids under the age of five. They're in financial dire straits, and they're barely recovered from his infidelity. This is a full blown disaster case. Yeah. And they have a trunk full of porn somewhere. <laughs> and there's a t- trunk of porn. Just keep reminding everyone. Somewhere. So, obviously, Colin gets his shit together, straightened out the family finances, and recommitted himself to his wife. Right? Right? (laughs) Right? No. Of course not. (laughs) Of course he didn't. We would not have a show if people made good decisions. (laughs) End of story. I love your your scolding whenever you do this. (laughs) No. No. You made a terrible choice. (laughs) Go listen to another podcast if that's what you want. Yeah. We should start another podcast called Happy Endings. And it's just like happy stories of, you know, people that made it through infidelity and ended up on the other side (laughs) with their lives and happiness. So funny. No. Instead of doing anything remotely responsible, Colin goes on the hunt for a new affair partner and finds one. Mm-hmm. In the form of his daughter's preschool assistant. You've got to be kidding me. That's really gross to be trolling for puss at your daughter's preschool. That's really messed up. That's like trolling at the PTA meetings. Yeah, you. So he does find an affair partner in a comely blonde named Hazel Buchanan. Hazel was married to police officer Trevor, and they had two small children, Lisa, the oldest, and her younger brother by 18 months, Andrew. Trevor and Hazel had met in 1979 while Hazel was working at a grocery shop after high school graduation. Trevor at the time was a young reservist prepping for a career with the RUC, which is the Royal Ulster Constabulatory who policed Ireland. This was especially dangerous during this time period because it's Northern Ireland during the Troubles, which is a period of conflict with the IRA in the region that lasted about 30 years into the late 90s. So yeah, this is a a dangerous job. Two of Trevor's brothers were also in the RUC, and his brother Victor had actually been badly maimed in an IRA bomb attack in 1972. 
Oh my God. It's a tough time to be in the RUC right now. Rather than shying away from the danger following his brother's terrible injury, Trevor was only more committed to making the force. So he was just a tad short. Apparently you had to be at least 5'8 to be in the RUC. And so he was so committed to wanting to do this that he literally like slept on boards and like stretched his body and used to literally like hang upside down to try to like stretch himself out so he could reach the height requirement. And that actually worked. Apparently for him, he managed to just touch out that 5'8 exactly and he got to (laughs) get his dream job. I mean, I don't know if he was just a late bloomer and he was going to grow anyway or if it actually worked because that seems kind of crazy. That's wild. That's kind of crazy that you have to be a certain height. Yeah, I wonder why. A little heightist, you know. Seems a little heightist. Also seems a little sexist because women aren't as tall as men, you know. I wonder if they've changed that since. He ended up getting to join the RUC and he felt quite content with his beautiful wife, the career of his choice, and his two beautiful children. Everyone could see how much Trevor worshipped Hazel. A friend of Trevor's said to Derek Henderson, which mid-story I'm going to introduce the book we'll be using today. <laughs> so a it's previous, either at the beginning or when you do your first quote. It is always when I do my first quote. Yes. So today we are using the earlier version of the book, I think was called Let This Be Our Secret. And then I found a new copy um, that was called Just The Secret. So I think you can look up either one. It's by Derek Henderson. And it is really, really well done. So cheers, Derek. And also thank you for bringing us our first Irish case. The friend of Trevor's told Derek Henderson, the author of the book we'll be using today, Trevor treated her like the queen. The house was furnished to absolute perfection. She got anything she wanted, but she wasn't content. It was never good enough. Trevor's sister Valerie said, even just watching their body language, Trevor was in awe of Hazel. He hung on her every word. He was proud of her. Whatever she wanted, he provided, no matter how he got it. So Hazel was very materialistic. And that was hard for Trevor with the police officer's salary to keep up. So I think when she met Dr. Colin Howell, it must have seemed like he had more money than he did. She obviously didn't know he was in, you know, financial ruin. Of course. And he's got doctor in his name, you know? Exactly. So she's kind of like, hmm, cha-ching. Like, this could be fun, sexy. Also, he's got money, you know? It's also an empty cash register. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know that it's cha-ching. She was definitely into it for the dick and for the wallet. Hazel was described by someone who knew both parties as having, quote, little personality ouch, and seduced by Colin's charm and intellect. So again, he first met her and he flirted with her at his daughter's preschool. And then she became a patient of his so that they could see more of each other. But the affair really got cooking in the summer of 1990. Leslie was heavily pregnant with baby Johnny. So she sent Colin to take the children to swim classes. And lo and behold, Hazel decided to sign her kids up as well. Well, Uh things got steamy in the shallow end, as described (laughs) in Derek Henderson's The Secret. As the weeks passed, the two began to flirt. 
One afternoon, as he held her up in the water, he noticed that her skin was more slippery than usual. She had been using a particularly rich body moisturizer, and before he could stop himself, he ran his hand over her upper legs and then across her pubic area toward her stomach and back again. Half expecting a slap on the face, he excused himself at once. If I'm having wrong thoughts about you, you'll have to forgive me. But he was relieved as well as heartened when the young mother responded, I'm not so innocent myself, before she gently pushed him to one side, leaving him standing as she swam away. (laughs) And that's how it got started. Taking your kids to swim class. So fairly soon after this, the two engaged in some illicit sex, and soon the couple was meeting clandestinely as often as possible, like a couple of teenagers. They would have sex at Howell's dental practice after hours or at Hazel's while Trevor was on duty. They even devised their own secret lines of communication. So this is, describing this as some really old school analog phone stuff. So get ready for some 90s nostalgia. He would dial her number, but hang up before it started ringing. Thus, she would hear a click rather than a ring and know it was him. Then she would call him back, careful to hang up every nine minutes because at 10 minutes, a call was registered and added to the itemized phone bill. Oh my God. I mean, also, these are adults with children doing this. I know. Like, if if you have to sneak around and do this, like, in your 30s, boo. Boo. Well, these two were having a jolly old time sneaking around in the summer of love 1990, so much so that Hazel got pregnant. Stop. Ugh. This guy Condoms. is fertile. I know. He, and he's just shooting it everywhere. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just shooting it left and right. So Hazel actually considered keeping it and passing the baby off as Trevor's. And there was some chance that it was her husband's because they were still sleeping together too. Oh, Hazel. So I know, Hazel. So she was like, maybe there's like a 50-50 chance. But the problem with that was that Trevor is brunette, like hair, brown eyes. And Colin is blonde with blue eyes. So... It would seem like a pretty iffy proposition. And also an unusual genetic feature ran 